It's extremely important that we're recovering our resources. If it goes into a landfill, then it's just wasted, it's gone. Welcome to the Story Exchange, featuring the stories and strategies of entrepreneurial women around the world. I'm Colleen DeBase, host of the Story Exchange podcast, and we'll be joined later by our co-founder, Sue Williams. We all love our gadgets, too much so. Think about all the devices you have, a computer, maybe a laptop, a tablet, a smartphone, and you're just one person. What's more, you'll replace those devices with the latest models probably in a couple of years, if not sooner. What happens to all your old stuff? Where does it all go? Today, we feature an entrepreneur who, 15 years ago, even before the iPhone was invented, was already asking this question. Her name is Tracy Phillips of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tracy learned that dead cell phones, wash up computers, those old dot matrix printers, we're clogging landfills and, even worse, releasing toxic substances into the environment. You've got lead, you've got batteries, different you know, lithium, alkalines, and you start mixing all of that material together in the wrong environments, then you can you know, have leaching problems. So Tracy came up with a business idea that was very innovative at the time. She had managed tech projects for years and had just been laid off. Why not try to make a dent in this e-waste problem? She got started in 2001. Natural Evolution is an electronics recycling company that recycles responsibly. We do not landfill, and we haven't since the beginning. We wanted to find out more, so we headed to Tulsa to talk to Tracy at her recycling facility. Don't chunk that. If you go to our website, thestoryexchange.org, you can watch a video we produce telling Tracy's complete story. Today, we're going to share snippets of that conversation. You'll hear how Tracy's Native American roots helped inspire her company's environmental mission. And you'll hear about some of the setbacks she endured along the way. If you've ever wondered how to turn a personal cause or mission into a successful business, this is a story for you. Our story begins in Tulsa, where Tracy was born and raised. She comes from an interesting ethnic background. My dad was uh, actually Native American and Irish. Um, my maiden name is Finnegan, <laughs> so uh, Irish and Indian, and uh, is Osage, Cherokee, and Potawatomi. Like a lot of young people, Tracy really didn't give a lot of thought to her heritage. She was more concerned with school and then work. Her parents divorced when she was young. It was my mom and my sister and I I think the three of us were trying to survive. I worked almost the entire time that I was in college. I've pretty much done whatever it was necessary to feed myself and keep a roof over my head. That pretty much sums up Tracy's work ethic. She did everything from mowing lawns and waiting tables to selling copiers. By the late 90s, she was doing well in the technology industry and had gotten married. That's when she became interested in connecting all the dots. My Native American history and my culture and, and learning as much as I can about my tribes and where my ancestors came from. As she explored her roots, she became drawn to the idea of starting a business with an environmental purpose. My husband and I on the side had been researching and, and discussing uh, the problems of old electronics 
and uh, the material that is generated from these old electronics. The idea, though, just sort of sat in the back of her brain. But a few years later, in 2001, just when she had given birth to her daughter, something unexpected and pretty horrible happened. When I was in the hospital, I, my boss called me and told me I was getting laid off. It was a real blow. Uh, I had given a lot to the company. But losing her job, while initially upsetting, had a positive consequence. As the old adage goes, when one door closes, another one opens. I talked to my family. My grandmother was gracious enough to offer to loan us some money, and we decided to start the business. We started to give this new thing called electronics recycling a try. Tracy named the business Natural Evolution. The name of the company actually came from how metal melts. It will actually evolve on its own into different forms and different shapes, and there is a natural process to that without man being involved in that. So that's the first part of Tracy's story, and we'll continue in just a bit with how our company overcame some initial obstacles and is now making about $1 million in annual revenue. Now, as I often am, I'm joined by Sue Williams, our resident filmmaker, who spent a day with Tracy in Tulsa and produced our video profile of her. By the way, if you've never checked out our site, please do so. It's thestoryexchange.org. We're a nonprofit media company, and we produce articles and videos about women business owners. Welcome, Sue. Great to be here, Colleen. So, you know, I know e-waste recycling is not a pretty business. It's really not. It's actually pretty shocking. You know, I look at my phone or my laptop, and they're sleek and silver and very attractive. And you never think about what's inside, right? But a lot of chemicals, bad ones, heavy metals and plastics go into making them. So taking them apart is pretty dirty work. So I know you went there for the video. What's it like to be inside Tracy's facility? Well, the building itself is massive. It's about 30,000 square feet. It's really huge. And there are rows and rows of huge cartons filled with old computers, laptops, printers, wires, cables and keyboards and phones, just as far as you can see. It's really amazing. And then there are mountains of old TVs. You know, the old analog ones that are full of lead? So it's actually a bit overwhelming. And most of Tracy's 13 employees work all day long demanufacturing all these devices. Demanufacturing, so explain what that is. Well, they're basically taking everything apart and stripping away anything inside that's valuable, like the steel, the aluminum, the brass, and copper from all the different devices. They're drilling the computers open and tossing the parts into different piles, going right down to the circuit boards. And it's in the boards where there are very small amounts of precious metals like gold, silver, and iridium. Here's how Tracy describes it. The concept of demanufacturing is really reverse of manufacturing. So uh, you can say tear it apart, but it's more methodical than that. So it's looking at particular category items, separating that material, doing it efficiently, doing it quickly, doing it in certain ways that it can then be processed further or shipped out to the next downstream vendor. 
This is also how Tracy's company makes money. Her facility takes e-waste, either for free, or sometimes she charges a small fee, from all sorts of clients, including public schools and local hospitals and government yes. agencies. How many pallets do you have to pick up? And then she sells the scrap metal and the other precious ones to recyclers. Mm. And, and there's a lot of non-metal, too, like the glass of a computer monitor, say, or plastic from a TV set. Yeah, well, those are bad because they're full of lead, especially the old TVs. Tracy ships leftover glass to a lead smelter in Texas, and anything plastic goes to Tulsa's waste-to-energy facility, where it's actually converted into fuel. She's really serious about not landfilling anything. Yeah, she really is, and that's what sets her apart. Recycling electronics irresponsibly creates more harm. So that's whether it's in the U.S. or overseas. When you are trying to process your own gold recovery, be it by fire or chemical process, and it's extremely toxic. When you're taking just the higher value material, being the copper, and discarding the leaded glass, the mercury, into our water streams, that creates a huge problem. There are only about 3,600 recyclers in all of the United States, and the unscrupulous ones ship this stuff to developing countries in Asia and Africa, where workers get paid sweatshop wages to smash and burn them. Ugh, that sounds awful. It is, it is, both for the humans who are being exposed to toxic chemicals and the environment. Tracy's company is certified by a third party called eStewards, which means she adheres to strict environmentally responsible practices. And she's quite rare. When we spoke to her, Natural Evolution was one of only five certified companies to be led by a woman, and the only one led by a person of Native American descent. Mm, that's great. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Sue. That's a pleasure, Colleen. We've taken on some responsibilities and done some things that have cost us a lot of money, but have done so because it was the right decision environmentally to do. We've been sharing the story of Tracy Phillips, whose Native American roots inspired her to start the e-waste recycling company, Natural Evolution. The good news is that business took off right from the start. Our first 18 months, we were very fortunate and we won a particular job and we were able to realize a profit within the first year and we're making good money. Our first few years really skyrocketed. But as many startup entrepreneurs can attest, sometimes you can grow too quickly. Unfortunately, we weren't in a position that we could manage that very well. We had all the wrong people in place. We didn't have the capital in place to be able to manage that growth. Tracy contracted with another company to help handle the volume. Then she learned it wasn't operating to her high standards. We ended up taking in about 23 semi-loads of material back that we had already paid for to have recycled properly, and they didn't, and so in order to keep it from going into the landfill, we took it back, even though it cost us a lot of money. It took years for natural evolution to recover financially. And then after that, the 2008 financial crisis hit. The company struggled as the price of commodities dropped. Once again, Tracy had to ask her family for help. 
but today, things are better. We've made significant leaps and bounds, and, and from a healthier company standpoint, we're miles ahead of where we were. The company is making a profit on about $1 million in annual revenue. And Tracy recently opened a second plant with a partner, a Native American tribe in Albuquerque. About 60 of her nearly 400 clients are Native tribes. Hopefully we're making more money for them and us in creating jobs. I am very focused on creating good jobs wherever possible. I think it's important that people get up every day and do something that they believe in and are proud to do. Tracy herself used to make more money when she worked for someone else in the tech industry. But today, as she recycles about 3 million pounds of e-waste a year, she's grateful to be making a dent in a global environmental problem, even if it's a very small dent. She encourages other women who are inspired by a cause or a mission to do the same. Face your fears. Follow your passion. Get out and do it. <laughs> I think women, by nature, can be very doubtful. A lot of self-doubt, and it really brings us down. Don't succumb to the doubts. Join us next time to hear more stories about innovative and inspirational women doing the things you'd never dream of. Or maybe you would. This has been The Story Exchange. If you like what you've heard, visit our website at thestoryexchange.org, where you'll find news, videos, and tips for women entrepreneurs. I'm Colleen DeBase. Editing help provided by Nusha Balian. Production coordinator is Michelle Ciata. Interview recorded by Sam Shin. Executive producers are Sue Williams and Victoria Wong.